the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. Really glad to have you with us today. And, Aubrey, there's a lot going on at the holidays, even thinking about how do we bridge the generation gap at the holidays? How do we have positive interactions at the holidays? And so with that in mind, we're excited to be joined by the author of a book called A New Kind of Diversity. His name is Dr. Tim Elmore. He's going to help us unpack some of this. Tim, how are you doing today? I am well, Brian. How about you? I'm doing great. We're glad to have you with us. And before we dive into this important topic and your book as well, Tim, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I have been married for 41 years to mm. Pam. Oh, she awesome. is the love of my life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's And it's better now than ever. Which is that's great. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah, we are empty nesters and enjoying the empty nest, but we'll be with our kids at Christmas, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I am in Atlanta, Georgia, but lived a lot of my life in California, Southern California. And uh, I worked with John Maxwell for, mm. gosh, 20 years, right out of college. So wow. um, I fell in love with what it means to develop people and build leaders and so forth. And now I give a lot of my attention to the multiple generations that are in a workplace. Mm -hmm. And we often are in silos because we just don't quite understand each other. And of course, at holiday time, this is especially relevant as sometimes seven generations get together for a a dinner. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, okay. So thinking of that, seven generations getting together, we're getting together with not quite seven. I think we've got four generations. Um, But, you know, sometimes I think we coming into the holidays, lots of generations getting together, we get worried about, oh, there's going to be family drama or, or we're yeah. going to talk about this one con this, it, this issue that's divisive and it's going to be stressful. What are some conversations that could actually prompt positive discussions between the generations and build bridges rather than walls? Yeah. Great question. Well, um, I think there's a timeless communication principle that we probably should employ, especially with family, and that is to find common ground. Mm -hmm. So instead of the politic thing or the whatever, you know, there's all kinds of divisive things. By the way, don't we live in a polarized world? (laughs) Yes. It's either or, black or white, red or blue. And I just don't think that's helpful, especially now. So communication starts with the word common or commune. So I think we need to find what we have in common, which are many things. Old and young can Mm -hmm. agree on some things. So we need to find those and maybe even come prepared to the holiday meal with those common things that we can start with. And I think for me as an older generation guy, I'm a baby boomer. I'm 63 Mm -hmm. years old. I want to come up with questions that I can ask those teens that I would not ordinarily migrate to because they're Mm -hmm. on a device probably. And um, if I come prepared like that and I'm willing to do the work, I think it's going to go just great. 
Oh, that's great. And uh, Tim, you, you talk about uh, six shifts that can win yeah. the heart, that can that can do this. Uh, run through those for us. What are kind of some big ones that people can take with them and go, okay, now I, I feel prepared for the holiday meal? Yeah. I, I First of all, let me start with the reason I think we need to shift. If you're like me, listeners, you do have a mindset. It's something you're familiar with, you're accustomed to. And as we age, we we form a little bit like wet cement, very pliable <laughs> at first, very soft, but then we harden and mm-hmm. it's just tougher to change. Mm. So um, let me, if you don't mind, Brian, let me share some metaphors that might be Please. for people. Um, one that I just love is chess or checkers, chess or mm. checkers. So we all know those two games. We played them growing up. They both have the same game board, Right. So we could be tempted to think, ah, they must be the same game, but that's not true. When I play the game of checkers, all my pieces look alike. They all move alike. So I treat them all alike. Hmm. When I play chess, if I have any hope of winning that game, I have to know what each piece can do. The bishop and the pawn and the knight and the rook. I think in relationships, we're prone to play checkers. Hmm. We have this one thing we do, this one mindset and we're not willing to do the work to find the knight or the rook or the queen. So um, I think that mediocre leaders play checkers with their people mm. and they get average results. I think great leaders play chess mm. and they do the work to find the strengths, the personality and the generation that that recipient is a part of. And we and we we relate according to that. It's stuff you, we all know. Yeah, we just don't do the work. We're we're socially lazy today on our devices. Mm. So anyway, that would be one metaphor. I that's don't know great. if you want to volley back, but um, that's huge to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so fantastic. You know, Brian and I are both in positions of leadership at our churches, and I am curious, you know, obviously this applies to churches, but also colleagues, you know, all yeah. kinds of spheres, even just family. How do you begin, like, what's one step to begin to move from checkers to chess? Well, I think it's understanding. So, um we all tend to look at leadership as telling, you know, I'm mm. going to give you direction, you people. And I think we need to start with listening. In fact, I use a simple acronym LEG as I lead my team at Growing Leaders, L-E-G. I need to listen first. That's my first step. Listening makes sure that people feel heard. Mm. And as cliche as this sounds, um, to feel heard is so close to feeling love that for many, it's almost indistinguishable. So I start with listening. And then the next one, letter E, is empathize. So when I empathize with someone, they feel understood. Even if I don't agree with what they just expressed, I they feel understood by me. Mm-hmm. Then the letter G, I have earned my right to perhaps guide them or to ask a question that mm-hmm. might guide them. So um, as an older, can I just confess, as an older guy, a dinosaur, <laughs> if I just listen, then empathize, then guide, I have a much better chance of building that bridge instead of a Fantastic. Wall. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yep. Tim, I want to think about the, the family meal again, where people are yeah. coming together this Christmas and using your metaphor of chess and checkers, which is wonderful. I now feel guilty. I never learned to play chess. I'm just a checkers <laughs> player. <laughs> uh, but let me ask this question. Um <clears throat> Using the metaphor, what if there's some hurt and someone's really scared and they go, I don't even want to play the game at Christmas. I'm not even going to bring the board out. Yeah. Uh, where, how do boundaries work at Christmas when it comes to family? Do you have any advice for people out there who are really struggling with that? Yeah, um, I think boundaries is a huge issue right now. And I think one of the reasons it is, is we do need them. They are, they are helpful. 
if there is a toxic relationship, let's say with Uncle Joe or whoever it is, <laughs> there will be times we need to love them a little bit more at a distance. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean we stop loving them. It doesn't mean we're talking behind their back, but we just find ways to love them at a distance. Mm. Uh, but I would say this is another metaphor that might be helpful. When I think about relating to people that are from a different generation than me, I need to prepare myself to do the work of a cross-cultural interaction. Mm. So let's say that you hop on an airplane and you fly to China. I'm making this up, but you fly to China. You know, when you step off that airplane, you're psyched up to do some extra work to interact mm. with somebody from China because they speak a different language, yeah. they have different customs, they have different values. Bingo. When I talk to a teen or 20-something, different language, different customs, different values. And if I'll do the work, and that's really, I, I, we don't like work, but if I'll do the work to build that bridge and say, I'm going to lean in with some questions and I'm going to lean in with some listening and and some empathizing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you the assignment I gave myself this year that has been a game changer. If I'm in a meeting with other people different than me, I want to speak as if I believe I'm right, but I want to listen as if I believe I'm wrong. Oh, that's good. Hmm, it's a wow. game changer. Yeah. My wow. own kids who are adults, it's a game changer. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great attitude. Speak as if I believe I'm right, but listen as if I might be wrong. Is that what it was? That's so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something yeah, like absolutely. that. You probably said it more eloquently than that. that so, <laughs> so helpful. Tim, where can our listeners connect with you and find out more about all that you're doing? Yeah. Well, our um, I have two websites. One is is mine, that the work that I do with companies. It's timelmore.com. But the work we do with the emerging generations uh, is growingleaders.com. And we yeah. teach with metaphors. So it's a helpful, sticky way to share a truth and start a conversation. Tim, we're so grateful. Uh, speaking, you know, those metaphors, the chess checkers one, really obvious, but it's got me thinking. I'm going to use that one and think about that. <laughs> so we're grateful, Tim, uh, for your time. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for spending some time with us. You do as well. Thanks. Yep. You're listening to The Common Good here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.